tonight. It's a broad lesson. I want to talk about earthly trials that have heavenly meanings. Earthly trials that have heavenly meaning. Now, I want you to write that down. And when I ask you, what were we at? Earthly trials that have heavenly meaning. My brothers and sisters, first of all, let, let me make it clear that as we are constantly, God has constantly blessed us to see new days. We can't, let's, let's, let's work at making sure we really don't forget um, about these days that we have been blessed to live in. These days, there, there's, there's a reason why we are seeing these days. I was just, um, um, I guess I can, yeah. we had just had another um, death in the family. Another loved one was found. And um, let's have the priest of funeral next Friday. And that's three that's happened in our family. And we really don't think about transitioning and when it's going to happen. But as sure as I'm standing here tonight, half gray and half black is going to happen. I see that smirk. Take it off your face. I see that smirk. It's going to happen. But what happens is we, 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 we have to, we're trying to make a lot of sense out of Things when it happens to us, and what is what, what is, is is becoming frustrating to us is some of the stuff is not making sense to us. And when things don't make sense to us, we are a people that will soon get um, discouraged. And when discouragement comes in, then um, look for. not a sifting, look for a shifting. And the enemy wants us to shift our attention off of what we know to be true. You can, my brothers and sisters, you can only live as close to the Bible as humanly possible. You can't overlive. You can't overlive the scripture and you can't underlive it. You have to live as close to it as possible. Sometimes people will make it where it may seem like it's impossible to live saved. There was a situation where Jesus' disciples asked him, asked him a question, well, Lord, who can be saved then? 
And the Lord let us know that is is um, for a rich man is is hard. It's easier for a camel to go to the eye of a needle than a rich man making to heaven. Some things, my brothers and sisters, you have to shift from. And that's not saying that the Lord wants us poor and begging. No, but God wants us to be balanced. God wants us to be balanced. I would that men would prosper and be in health even as their soul prosper. Can never forget the attacks of the enemy. The enemy only attacks you in the three parts that you're aware of. He does not attack, he does not attack you in things that are not common to you. Think about your attacks. Every attack that you've been attacked with, you're familiar with it. Huh? You have been around it, you heard about it, you or whatever. So he attacks the things that seem dear and close to you. Uh, Peter, Peter addresses now the, there's in the first and second book of Peter's, the main woven theme in both of them books is suffering as a, as a Christian. That's the main woven theme of suffering as a Christian. Now, Peter had firsthand experience. In spite of his faults, and all of us have them, and, my, and I, would, I, I would concur or I would encourage to work on them. Because if you don't work on your faults, the enemy will. And when the enemy starts working on them, then you really are yet warring. Huh? So Peter addresses this huge group of uh, Christians that were spread out all across Asia. And they were suffering rejection in the world because of their obedience to Christ. Look at neighbors and neighbor. This is not our first rodeo in Christ. What are you trying to say? Saints have been suffering for a long time as being saved. We're not the first. We're not the first that the world has rejected because of being saved. And we are, we are being rejected. How? You can tell because look, look how things are set up now to where you can, you can do a lot of things and read a lot of different materials on your job. But as soon as you start reading or studying the Bible on your job or wanting to pray or stop somebody and have a word of prayer, then look like folk get upset. Why would people get upset? upset when they know that there's somebody that has the credentials to do what they're doing. They're engaging on behalf of somebody that's hurting on their job. People are coming to their jobs and snapping out. 
because life is so hard and look like they cannot get a breakthrough. So Peter has learned of their trials and now he sent word to encourage them. And most of them were converted Gentiles. Whenever you see the word Gentiles, that's us. Um, there's Orthodox Jews, which are Jews that yet believe that the Messiah has not come. And there's unorthodox Jews. An unorthodox Jew is a Jew by birth that's accepted Jesus Christ as a personal savior. Christianity, Christ likeness. Christianity is Christ likeness. Hmm? All right. So now he's talking to these converted Jews because they were, we were not one, uh, um, once a people. And so let's look at it. My reader, would you go and um, begin? This is chapter four and verse one. First of all, hold that one there. Jump, jump back to chapter three and verse 15. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna get in trouble, ain't I? How am I gonna do this? Yes, I'll tell you what. Go back and give me three and start at 13. I think that that's that's gonna help me out. And then go down to verse 15. And who is he that will harm you? If ye be follow, followers of that which is good. Uh-huh. But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. Stop. This is the part that we're, we're not getting it. Have you ever gotten so mad to where you got, you started laughing? Maybe you do it a different way. You're so irritated that you just started just smiling or just like, you know, you're so mad, but it's taking you to another level. And the, the norm is, listen, the enemy knows what you've been saved out, out of. How does he know that? Because he's the one that had you. And God delivered you out of his hand. So since he knows that, huh? don't you know that he will send somebody, whether it's family member, whether it's somebody that you work with, or it could be a stranger. To push the right buttons. Have you ever been caught off guard since you've been saved? If you've been caught off guard since you've been saved, just lift your hand. Pastor, why you got your hand lifted up? Because I've been caught off guard. I'm trying to tell you something. And I'm not boasting the Lord. I mean, I'm, I'm not boasting in self, but I praise God. I had a situation where this man asked me, you probably heard my testimony. He said, man... What would happen if I was to take my hand and smack you? And before I could think about what he said, I said, I tell you what, you can't be want to, but you're going to be holding your head in your hand. And he, yeah, you know what the devil said to me? The devil said, he said, now you're not supposed to talk like that. See that? And as soon as the devil spoke up, bam, here come conviction. Anybody ever been there? And I walked away. And when I walked away, see now, listen, now 
Here comes the Holy Ghost. Then the Holy Ghost speaking now. You go back and repent. And I'm now I'm, I'm hot now. I'm mad now. You know what I'm mad? I'm mad first because he sucker punched me. I, that's and then then now I got to go back and repent. See, look at the neighbor. We we don't believe in repenting no more, do we? <laughs> I had to go back and repent to the man. Now, did I do it immediately? No. Holy Ghost said, you go back and repent. If I hadn't did that, I would have been walking back in the same place that God had delivered me out of. And then the enemy would have got the glory saying, now, you mean your God couldn't keep you? See, that's what you got to be careful. See, the enemy will come and then he'll throw that stuff back up in your face. Huh? That's why the Bible said they have no temptation taken man. But such as common, you can't be tempted in something that you are not aware of. And most of us, well, I can't say that at all. And I, you know, people say everybody. I don't, I don't know everybody. So I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have that big enough, big, you know, view of everybody. Some people will be used just to get at you. The more you testify, the more you live for the Lord, the more you, the enemy is going to try you. He's going to try you, my brothers and sisters. He's going to try you. He's going to try you in the things that God has brought you out of. Now that you've been saved, and when you fast and pray, he will wait until you get done fasting and praying. And then here comes the enemy. Y'all don't believe the word? The Bible said after Jesus had what? Ended his fasting. Now, here come, here come the devil. After. And he's hungry now. Here comes Satan. Hmm? So, he says, Listen, now, now 14 says is a possibility here. But, and if you suffer for what? Righteousness sake. Happy are you. See, it, it didn't say suffer for your own ignorance. You're suffering because of what is right. Now, the, the man caught me off guard. I went back and apologized to him. And after I apologized to him, now you know he rolled me, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, he rolled me. But it was the victory that I had. And now really Christ really stood up. But he never let me, for, he never let me forget it. See, the enemy won't let you forget stuff. See, God will forgive you. And the only one that can forget is God. Just can I put, put a pin in that one. See, that's one of the, the leverages that the enemy uses against us. He uses our minds and our emotions of not wanting to get over it. See, you're thinking that you can forget something, but you can't forget it. But what you do is you forgive. Forgiving takes the sting and hurt away from it. That it no longer has leverage on you. The only one that can forget is God. So stop trying to psych yourself out and forget it. 
Well, y'all said all along. We said, right? We talked to each other. Oh, just forget it. Do you really, do you know what you're saying? I can't forget. Now, you want me to lie. Okay. Go ahead and forget it. Okay, I, I will forget it. And then a few days later, or the same day, you're going to do what? Rehearse that thing in your mind. So then you just lie? No one talked to me tonight, huh? See, you can't forget it. But you can forgive. The only one that can forget is God. God will take it and he'll throw it in the sea of forgetfulness. And the Lord said, I will remember that thing no more. So, brother pastor, so when things happen, you know, sometimes only time can heal stuff. Stop trying to push me. Get over it. See, now, now you're about to make me mad. Now you are about to push the button too. Now when it was your time and your season, it was something different. See? You let time work. God will work through time. And as God works through time to help you, the enemy was going to work you over time to try to keep you, right? But God will give you strength and power through that thing. Y'all believe that? Come put a praise on somebody. Listen. First Peter 3 and 14, but if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy what? Happy. Another word for happy is blessed. Now, if I'm not going to go to it, just, just circle that and draw a line, and you can draw your work, you know, mark it up in your Bible, and put um, uh, uh, um, Matthew 5th chapter. And start from verse 1 and go down to verse 11, I think it is, 12. That's the Beatitudes. So just 1 Peter 3 and 14, draw a line there and then put Matthew, scribble Matthew chapter 5. Because when the word says happy are ye, that means blessed are you. Hmm? And then it says, read or go. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Stop. Don't be afraid of their threats. You know, do you not know it was easy to make you somebody to get at you? All all somebody do is just threaten you. And you remember how you swore up on them, huh? See when they start threatening on you, oh, you really got tough now. Who who you threatening? Who you threatening? Right? Is that right? Is that right? Now look how much energy you done used, and the enemy's laughing at you. Remember, you've been testifying how saved you are. But see, you're only saved around folk that are not saved. But you're not saved around your own family. Because you don't believe your own family can do you like that. Put a pin in that one. Oh, my God. Go to, uh, Mother, where am I? Where, where I want to go? Go to Psalms chapter 55. Psalms chapter 55. Um, Deacon Burke, do you have a new version? Give me any kind of new version. Yeah. Mother, give me King James first. Psalms 55. You you know I'm going, right? Um, start at verse 12. This is Psalms 55 and verse 12. 
Degenberg, what kind of different version that you have? Give me Amplified. Okay. Mother, give me Psalms 55 and start at verse 12. Give me King James. Are, are y'all ready for the word? All right, go. For it was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me, mm -hmm. then I would have hid myself from him. Read. But it was thou, a man, mine equal, my guide, and mine acquaintance. We, mm -hmm. we took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of God in company. That's good. Give me American version or whatever you have. Psalm 55, start at verse 12. Reads. Um, for it is not an enemy who taunts me, then I could bear it. For it is one who has hated me, who insolently exalts himself against me, then I could hide from him. But it is you, a man, my equal and my counsel, my companion and my familiar friend. Read. 14. We who had sweet fellowship together who walked to the house of God in company. See, y'all mark that. It was somebody that went to church with me. It was somebody that I picked up and gave my ride to church. It was somebody that after, after church services, we went out to eat together. It was somebody that went and, and went and traveled with me on trips. It was somebody that we... Um, got a hotel and spit the the bills and 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 we were we were churching together. That's the one that hit me so that it hurt. Because if anybody else, I could have hid. I could have avoided them, but the hurt come from inside, huh? The enemy will come and hit you from the inside. And when he hits you from the inside, now that's when it hurts. Huh? But David said in that Psalms, he said, for you and us to put and cast our burdens and give it to God. My brothers and sisters, and you, you heard me say more and more, we, we have become spiritual cannibals. We are eating up each other. So the hurt comes from the inside. Huh? But then now go back to go back to 1 Peter chapter 3 and go verse 15. Because I have to get to chapter 4. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Uh-huh. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having what kind of troubles down here? Having earthly what? Having earthly trials, earthly trials that have heavenly meaning. 
after you after you've been hurt and wounded and go through all of this, then if somebody asks you about the hope or reason of your hope that is in you, huh? You with meekness, you have a good conscience. Um, give them a reasonable answer. Brother Pastor, how can I, and how many times have you heard me say, and I have adopted that, I think I adopted that, was it last year before last, that I am a wounded healer. Mm -hmm. Hmm? With all of these hurts, then somebody will come and ask you, how is it being saved? <laughs> how you doing? Now that it's being saved. You know, since you know, somebody had a song. Hey, y'all. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, since, since you've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Huh? Hey, y'all. How you doing? Listen, how you doing? Look at your neighbors and neighbor. How, how you doing? Now, see, that's really doing. But see, we had to put a little, put that in there. How you doing? You being attacked? You being, the enemy is trying to grind you up in the grinder. And then so when somebody comes along and asks you, how you doing? You're supposed to give them, be able to give them what? A reasonable answer. Why are you living safe? But we're not remember. But you won't do it. Because, uh-oh, here I go. Praise Jesus. Oh, my God, today. Because you, you have just uh, had some church hurt. You know what I'm saying? Listen here. People talk about church hurt and they talk about all these different hurts. And I, I, I think I shared, I'm going to have, and if the Lord's delay is coming, say the same. And in, in Chapman the Clays, I'm, I'm going to bring up one of the topics uh, pastor's hurt. I wonder if you could talk to a pastor. Take a whole day, take 24 hours, that that's just little, and just talk with him about all the hurts he's received. And people would never know it. Hmm? But we're so readily want to explode and expand and share with the world how hurt we are. That's none of God. God's not in that. Uh oh. Mm. Let's see. Um, give me verse 16. This is first Peter chapter 3 and verse 16. Read. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you. As of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. You can only make the people ashamed in the lifestyle that you live. You can't make them ashamed when you retaliate back at them. But you can make them ashamed because of how you live. That's why, my brothers and sisters, you, you have to build your character in Christ. And nobody knows you like your own family. Why do I keep saying about the family? Because the family can bring some of the worst hurts against you. Huh? And, you know, so a lot of our family members, some of them will never say they're sorry. Don't raise your hand. You got some family folk that will never apologize. Hmm? But that doesn't change. See, the gospel to us is only for those outside of our family. But it doesn't deal with our own family. Hmm? Now watch this. Um, verse 17. 
For it is better if the will of God be so that she suffer for well doing than for evil doing. Wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. Is, is, would you read that again? For it is better. Hold on. It is better. Can, can you spell that? B-E-T-T-E-R. It's, it's not bitter. Better. Not bitter. No. It's, better. It's better for us to do what? If the will of God be so that she suffer for well doing than for evil doing. It's better if the will of God be so that you suffer. It's better to suffer for doing good than of evil. Because God wants you to, God does not want you for doing to suffer when you're um, wrong, suffer for righteousness sake. Mm -hmm. Blessed, blessed are they that suffer for righteousness. Righteousness. Blessed are they that suffer for the right things that are doing. They're doing the right things and they are suffering for doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. you ever, have you ever been so tired of just doing what's right? It look, well, let me tell you how it comes out. Why does other folks like they're getting away with stuff and you can't? Mm -hmm. Other people seem like they can do everything under the sun and look like they get away with it. But as soon as you do something, Look like it's where CNN them picked it up, and they got your mugshot out there. <laughs> and right. it's like everybody. Now listen. Now we keep saying everybody else, but we don't. We we we're not around everybody. Mm -hmm. But it looks like that the light always shines on us, and like people get away with stuff. But how many know that nobody gets away with nothing? Not in the kingdom. The enemy doesn't get away. Huh? Fret not. Mm -hmm. Thyself. Mm -hmm. Because of evil doers. Huh? Even those that work iniquity. Because they will soon be cut off. Now, I need four and one. First Peter four and one. For as much then as Christ had suffered for us in the flesh. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Pastor, what are you stopping? Do you not know that old raggedy saying excuse that we've been using? It's ragged. It's so raggedy. It is raggedy. When I say raggedy, it's raggedy. Hmm. Y'all ever seen something raggedy? Mm -hmm. Huh? Yes. What's the raggedy? I'm human. Is that the best you can give? Duh. Like, you know, I'm looking at a ghost or an alien. I'm just human. Ain't nobody perfect. Now, here you, you're really messing up now. Now, so all these years, we done looked at an alien. All these years, you just has been weird as I don't know what. You wasn't even birthright. And now, 40 years later, you're going to let me know I'm just human. And ain't nobody perfect. Stop embarrassing yourself. First of all, let me help you out. Look up the word perfect. 
Well, I've done it for years. Just, just get the little dictionary out. And this it might be another, another group of people tuned in with us tonight. Let, let's look at the word perfect. When you have it, you got it, daughter. You guys talk in the mic so they can hear. Oh, mother, whoever has it. You, you got if you got it, just walk to the mic and now this is this is the definition. What 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 dictionary is this one? Miriam. Miriam dictionary. Webster. Now that's Webster. Now, first of all, Webster was saved. You do if you do the study of the Webster and you find out that Webster was a brother, a brother in Christ. And the reason why he was motivated to do the dictionary, you know, I believe it was led through the spirit. And he got this thing with words and started, you know, you know, working with that. Now, that being so. All right. I'll start. This with is the word perfect. Remember, because you said ain't nobody perfect. That's what you said, right? Mm -hmm. Has anybody said that? Just, I want to make sure. Anybody ever said that? Uh, anybody in the room said that? Y'all see your hand? Would you raise your hand up? One. Have you said it? And, and no hand. hand. One, two. Hand. You never said that? Okay. Well, praise God for you. I'll go. So the first def definition says being entirely without fault or defect. Being entirely without fault or defect. Mm -hmm. um, with the second being an expert or proficient. With the third being pure, total, lacking in no essential detail or complete. Mm -hmm. Does anything say... Um, without fault. Yeah, that first one. Without fault or defect. Without fault or defect. Ain't nobody perfect. Right? Now, when you look at the word perfect, the definition, in Christ, we have been perfected. We were not perfect and born into sin because sin right there is un, it's not perfect it's defiled but when we get saved Christ in us has perfected us listen to me good perfection comes from Christ in us perfected as we walk in God in his word in his will we now are living in a perfected state and while we're living in this perfected state we are striving for more perfection huh that's why we bring our bodies under subjection because it's not in a perfected state. If when Christ comes in us, matter of fact, when we look at the flesh, now, there's a few names I can mention about perfect because the Bible talks about striving for perfection. Huh? Now, when you say, well, ain't, there's nobody perfect. Well, since you said that, Job 101, there's a man in the land of us. Whose name was, was Job. His name was Job. That, for you that don't know him, his name was Job. 
And that man was perfect yeah. and upright. Wait, but thought you just said there ain't nobody perfect. That man was perfect and upright and upright. And one that feared God. He feared God. And eschewed evil. See the perfection now? Yes. See the perfected man in there? Mm -hmm. The re the reason why he was perfected or perfect is because why? He he, he loved he did what? He uh he feared God. He loved God. He loved he loved God. And what? Extrude evil did not mix the, evil. The word extrude means ran, ran from evil. From, yes. Wait a minute. You are in a perfected state when you love God. Mm -hmm. You can't love God and mammon at the same time. Mammon right. is a little G God of this world. So stop saying that raggedy conversation. There's two. I'm only human. So what does that mean? Well, we know that just by looking at you. Huh? Yes. Now, when you repent of your sins and accept Christ, you invite Christ to come in you. And he abides in you. Well, let me, let's, let's get into scripture. The, the, if the same spirit, see the spirit of God is perfect. Listen to the word. If the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if he dwells in you, it will quicken your mortal body. The perfection is when God is in you. God, Jesus Christ in God. We are in Christ. Huh? We are now, we have become aliens of this world. Why now are we aliens? Is because Christ is in us. And now you no longer work unrighteousness, but you work righteousness in your conversation, in your actions. Huh? Jesus said, watch me now. Be you be holy because I'm holy. That holiness is a perfected state. So stop talking about nobody's purpose. See, that's how carnal you are. And most people talk about that. You ain't saved. If, well, brother, pastor, that's kind of rough. Well, how, how can you still speak and live in the world and say Christ is in you? You're speaking against Christ. Christ, you're saved. Christ is working in you, right? But you talk about, no, he's not in you. So if Christ is not in you, you are not made to that perfected state. But Romans, what? If I confess my mouth? Huh? If you confess with your mouth, Romans 10, 8 through 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus has been raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto what? Righteousness. That means I believe that I can live right. I believe I can live holy. I believe I can live free from sin. Right? Okay. That's good. Go back to four. 
For as, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise with the same mind. Now, now, now remember, having the same mind now, right? Having the same mind. Jesus wasn't walking, Jesus wasn't physically walking this earth in 2024. Let me see. Take, go back. He, he gave up his life at the age of 33. So um, he wasn't walking in this world on this earth, physically on this earth in the 21st, the 2021st century. Huh? Mm -hmm. Now, so we're not talking about the flesh. Likewise, with the same what? Mind. mind. That's why the Bible said, let this mind be in you, which is also is in Christ Jesus. Read. For he hath suffered in the flesh, has ceased from sin. Oh, stop it. You that suffered, you have the same mind and suffered in the flesh. Wait a minute. You that suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So if you're not suffering in the flesh, you have not, you have not stopped sinning. When you stop sinning, you begin to suffer in the flesh. As long as you are yet in the flesh, you're not suffering. Is that right? right? So when you when you quit the sin business and start living for the Lord, then you begin to what? Suffer. What does that mean? If you're not going through nothing, if you're not going through nothing, there has not been a transition. Has not been a change. The change has brought you into suffer. So now suffering here, so then it has... Heavenly what? Heavenly. It has heavenly meaning. Yes. What's the thought tonight? Was it lesson again? Earthly trials that have heavenly meaning. Earthly trials that have heavenly meaning. Lay hand on yourself. As a self, does God get the glory when I'm suffering? See now, what happens is, see what 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 we can. This is how we mess up. We let our attitude dictate our altitude in God. Mm. Your attitude. See, now, if you suffer in the flesh, if you likewise with the same mind as Christ, then heaven gets the glory. But heaven does not get the glory when you are bitter, upset, spewing venom, and you're blaming everybody else, heaven doesn't get the glory. Heaven does not get the glory when you are spitting out venom on everybody else. Wait a minute. The reason why you're suffering isn't is that because of what? You cease from sin? Watch this. Before you got saved, since you didn't abide by the scriptures, what did you suffer for? 
Anybody know? So was your suffering self-inflicted? Now, when you get saved, can't you yet get some wounds by self-infliction? See, that's why the Lord says you got to die daily. Bring your bodies under subjection, what? Daily. Come on, give me some more. Give me verse two. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. See, okay, now the question would be in verse two. I, 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 can you write this down on some paper? I, I, I'm going to give you a question that comes from verse 2, 4 and 2. Now, I'm going to read it again, and then I want you to write the question down, okay? And you that are viewing us, write this. I'm going I'm to read First Peter 4 and 2, and I'm going to give you a question with it. All right. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men but to the will of God how much time do you have left that's the question I want you to write down how much time do you have left now with that question does anybody have an answer does anybody got an answer nobody has an answer you don't know right so since you don't know, what are you supposed to be doing? That you no longer should what? Live the rest of your time in the what? In the flesh. To the lust of men, but to the will of God. So the rest of your life, you should be in the will of God. If you're in the will of God, then heaven what? Gets the glory. Right? Because Jesus gave him and showed us how to pray. Thy kingdom die in what? Oh, praise Jesus. Someone just thank God for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I'm supposed to be in the will of God. But I can't be in the will in the will of God when you're doing you. When I'm doing me. You know what? And 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 sometimes, sometimes the question comes to the pastors. Pastors, when the pastor's trying to encourage the saint, pastor, but you don't understand. Are we really supposed to understand it? I'm just telling you what the Bible says, but you want me to understand it. Which rather would you have to know God's will for me to understand it? Because as long as I understand it, that's not going to change, right? Now, what do you want from me? You want me to cry along with you? Well, let's cry together. I'll get ugly in the face like you get ugly. And we just cry together. We just be two ugly folk crying together. And when we get done two ugly folk crying together, you're still going to have that problem. And all you done done gained was two ugly folk crying together. You know, we get ugly when you cry. Right? Lips and stuff poke out and nostrils flare open. And oh, man, we are ugly sight. See, I put myself in the same category. Ain't nobody cute. You ever seen somebody cute crying? Oh, you so cute when you cry. What? Ooh, like, mm-mm. You make sure you're happy all the time. <laughs> Come on, I got to go. Come on, I got to go. I got to go. 
3. Verse 3 says, For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. Uh-huh. When we walk in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine. Listen, you, you, you've, had, you've had enough things in your past. And you've been around enough unsaved people. Uh-huh. You've enjoyed a lot of stuff. Huh? You, 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 we, we've ate. We've gotten drunk together. We've been a part of wild parties. Uh-huh. Huh? Man, we have, we have kicked it up. You know, we have kicked it up so much to where you couldn't wait to kick it up some more. Uh-huh. Right? You'd be a time. Oh, praise Jesus. <laughs> You know, after Friday, see you stay drunk. You got high Friday. Stay drunk Friday. Liquor stores will hit after you got out work Friday. Then Friday night, because they said the eagle flies on Friday night. Then Saturday. Saturday was bootlegging joints early in the afternoon. And then Saturday night was back to the clubs. And then Sunday, hey man, you waited until about like, you know, Double bubble or something, you know, Friday than they had on Sundays, you know, ladies night, you know, Sunday night, you know, get two for one drinks and one. Everybody try to get little somebody on that. And then Monday you had a hangover, but they called it blue Monday because drinks was half price off. Am I talking to anybody before you guys say, ah, uh, sis, right? Thank you. Hello. I'm by myself. And then we started all over again. Is that right? But the Bible, oh my God, hallelujah, Jesus. But the Bible said when a man sees from sin, every fool will be better. See, when you stop it and you accept Christ in your life and stop that old nature, folk will come out of the woodwork. Wonder what happened? How come you don't run with us no more? Huh? You used to kick it with us. Oh. Something wrong with her. Now, see, see, he, you know, look, he think he all that. Got a little piece of job, man. Got a little piece of car. Now he think he better. <laughs> Wearing them little suits and stuff. He think he, he think he something. But I remember when he used to wear little short socks and little, little pants. <laughs> pants. <laughs> Y'all, huh? See, you know, See, the enemy will not exalt you. But when you go through, oh, praise be to God. When you go, when you go through for righteousness sake, heaven will applaud your life. And God will get the glory. And when God gets the glory, God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you just for living like he said live. Somebody open your mouth and shout glory. Meeting up my time. Yeah, you ain't in the wild parties and stuff. It's all your your friend. Look at look at verse four. I, I was premature. I got happy. Wherein Where they think it strange uh-huh. that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. you Listen, they, they they surprised when you ain't no longer jumping into all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Huh? You know what? They want you to keep with them destructive patterns. Huh? And the enemy wants to bring you back to destructive patterns. Huh? 
But see, they think it's a strange thing that you ain't running with them no more. Mm -hmm. Now you become an alien. This is when you're alienated from the world. For the Bible said, you can't love the world and God too. You can't be a friend of the world and God at the same time. You're going to love one or hate the other. That's why the Bible said, come out from among them and what? Mm -hmm. So this called, give me four and six, will you please? This is first Peter chapter four and verse six. For for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead. Stop. The gospel was preached to dead folk. Wait a minute. The Bible said that we were dead in trespasses and sin. Yes. When I heard the gospel, I was a dead man walking. Mm. Huh? For my sisters, when you heard the gospel, you was a dead woman walking. Huh? Look at verse 6 again. For for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead. See, this, this is why the good news was preached. Huh? And we were destined to die like everybody else. But God. Mm -hmm. Huh? But God. Have you... You, I don't know, maybe most of you that live here, but if, if you're not, if you don't live here and you go back to wherever you was born at, if you ever went back home to see family and friends, and sometimes you see your the friends is like, man, look like they're stuck. They look like they're in the same place that they were when I got saved. Look at their stuff. And then they come to you and talk about, oh, how, how good you look. Mm. Oh, you look, you look so good. You must have found the fountain of youth. <laughs> they look at you like, you know, like, first of all, you got to find which way they're looking at. You got to follow, <laughs> you know. See what I'm saying? You look like you done got the fountain of youth. See? You don't know how bad you were until you got saved. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You ought to put a praise on it, somebody. You really don't realize how a mess that you were. Some of us didn't even care about our own self. But when God saved you, God said, listen, perk yourself up. I'm your God now. You're a king's kid. Square your shoulder. Act like it. You know, draw somebody. Hmm? Oh, man. And then somebody always going to pull you to the side. I keep saying always and everybody. That ain't true. Somebody will pull you to the side. Hey, hey. Because you look like you got something. Now. You look like that you're a lender, not a borrower. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah, God. Can you uh, can you hit me up with a little something? You know, I'm kind of in a bad state. Well, why are you asking me? You know, you know, yeah. Why they ask? You look like you got some. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And it happens all all the time. And sometimes it's your own family members. 
you know, yeah. And, and, and you know, a lot of time I learn, uh, sometimes I don't even let family borrow because someone will never pay you back. So why fall out with them? Just give it to them. If you, and don't give it to them and mumble about it. If you're going to do it, just go ahead and do it. And don't think, but just say, here, take it, take it. Matter of fact, always get more than what they ask for. Go ahead and take it. Listen, I'm going to get back to you. No, you just, you, you lying. You've been lying. Yeah. I, I know you. Just take it. And let the Lord bless you because this is God's money. Oh, praise Jesus. I always let people know that. Let people know this is God's money. God been good to me. Everything I got belongs to God. Huh? Yeah. Let the folk know. What was the thought tonight? Earthly trials that have heavenly meaning. Earthly trials that have heavenly meaning. Your trials have heavenly meaning. Yes. Why? The Bible, didn't the Bible say that you are a living epistle? Somebody's reading the pistol means letter. You're a living letter that somebody's reading. Huh? And what the reading is, are you a king's kid? Do you belong to God? Because we don't, when we go, when saints go through, we don't go through like the world goes through. You yourself used to cuss people out. You know, have you ever stubbed your foot now since you've been saved? You ever caught, I caught yourself, caught your finger in the door or something? Drop something on your foot? Have you ever maybe was going to the house and kicked the end of a coffee table, the end table or something, and hit that foot? And Oh, my Jesus! Huh? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Because earlier, earlier you be doing what? Blankety, 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 blankety. Blank. <laughs> Is that right? Didn't God do it for you? Come on, put a praise on somebody. Oh, hallelujah. May God bless you. Thank you for stopping in with us on tonight. I pray that you was encouraged. There's more to this. I knew I couldn't get it all. But when you're in Christ, you go, I know we go through a lot. My brothers and my sisters, don't be dismayed. Huh? God is going to take us through. He promised to do it. We're all going through something. But we're going to go through it together. And God's going to bring us out of it together. The Lord bless you. And may the Lord smile upon you. Thank you for tuning in and stopping by with Living the Word with Pastor Clay. Be blessed of God.